0: All right, we're joined now, as always, by Philip Malloy from Movies and Television. Uh, Liam Neeson, apparently, according to the latest information, is worth 79 million. Relatively That's speaking. Pounds. That's pounds. Yeah, but it's not a lot of money for, for a, a major Hollywood superstar. 79 million pounds is not, not, I don't know where you've
1: been living, but it's well, a hell of a John lot of-
0: Wayne was worth an awful lot more. Yeah, but I mean John Wayne probably Fatty a, Arbuckle was worth the non- why He worth.
1: wasn't I wouldn't say he was but John Wayne was uh and John Wayne had various wives that he was he was keeping um so I I, I know you read a couple of his bu- uh, the books about him recently uh I don't know if he was that wealthy now I don't know if it was, I think that I think that Liam Neeson's position with that kind of money is pretty
0: good pretty healthy Oh I, I, well I mean it's more than uh, you or I have if that You know, I'm sure it's Liam's...
1: Certain, I don't know about you, but it's certainly <laughs> yeah. more than I yeah, have. I'm
0: sure Liam is pretty uh, happy knowing he has yeah. more money oh, than us. Oh, oh,
1: yeah, one of the points that you're making, basically, is that his, his career, I mean, he, he seemed to be kind of wandering into character roles and um, his career um, in, since he made Taken seems to have taken off. I think mean, he's supposed to have taken Tree, which was the one that was out this year. He's supposed to have got 20 million for that. Uh, so he seems to be um, he seems, he's working consistently. Sometimes he makes up to four or five movies a year. One of the things he does is obviously he appears in movies. He does supporting roles in movies, but also as well, he does voice work on cartoons. And uh, so he, he, he's, he has a wide range of stuff going for him continuously.
0: All right, now um, I think let's get cut to the chase. Yeah. Uh, what movies are out? There well, seems to be huge numbers of movies. Well, uh, well, well actually, actually, this week
1: is is relatively sort of slow. Uh, first of all, there's Run All Night. Run All Night is the new Nissan one with Nissan and Ed Harris, um, a crime picture. Then there's one called Sweet Francaise, and that is uh, set in France during the Second World War. I think um, the Germans, I saw this recently, the Germans arrived in France in, was it June 1940? OK, so it's at a time when the Germans arrive in France and this Kind of villagery in the center of France. It has to put up sort of the various houses have to put up um, French officers and uh, German officers. Uh, sorry, German officers, and a devel- and a relationship develops between one particular officer um, and a French woman played by Michelle Williams. And it's 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 the it's about the kind of evolution of that relationship against the background of the of what's happening. Uh, that that's that's another one. Then there's one called X plus Y, and uh, X plus Y is uh, it, it actually started out in 2006 as a documentary made by a guy called Morgan Matthews, and uh, so and what he's done now is he's actually fictionalized it and done it and re- re- redone it as a feature, and it's about this boy who's on what they call the autism spectrum, and uh, he, he he has difficulty kind of generally relating to the world and. Uh, uh, his father has died, his father who understood him quite well has died and his mother is under pressure the whole time trying to deal with him. So this this teacher actually who has multiple sclerosis comes into his life. He's played by uh, Rafe Spall and he prepares him for, he, the, the kid is, is big into maths, he's big into numbers and figures of all kinds. So he prepares him for the International um, Maths Olympiad and he goes after that and it's about the effect that that then has um, on his life. And the other one then is Kajaki um, and Kajaki is in, in the 13 years uh, since the beginning of the Afghan war. There have been just two films, uh, two British made war films. One is called the, the Patrol, and that's basically about a group of soldiers uh, are becoming increasingly disillusioned uh, with their uh, involvement in the war. And then there's this one. And this one is a true story. Uh from 2006 and it's about it's it's said that there's a place called kajaki which is both a, a town, um, a dam and a river. Uh, in Helmand province in the the south of uh, of um, Afghanistan. And it's 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 about the okay, A a group of local people seem to be setting up a, a checkpoint at one stage. These three soldiers go down to investigate the checkpoint. They wander into a wadi and the wadi basically is a minefield left over from the time when the Russians were there. So it's about, first of all, them, um, the effect of wandering into this on them and then trying to get them out. It's very, very well done. It's almost as if um, you never see any Taliban, for instance. Uh, you never It's It's not it's not that kind of conventional war film where someone is trying to gain ground or kill the enemy or that kind of thing. The enemy seems to be the minds and the mindful. Right. And uh, it's incredibly well done. It starts. Um, I saw it again last night for the second time. It's uh, it's a very tough movie. Um, you see the injuries, and where is
0: it inflicted,
1: inflicted on these guys close up. It's showing at 18 omniplex uh, cinemas around the country from Friday. Wow. So
0: okay. Yeah. When you were talking about that, I had a vision that or a sense that it might be in somewhere like the IFI or something. So it's on 18 screens at omniplex, yeah. I mean, and wh- that's, and, yeah, that's and, mainstream and, viewing.
1: Yeah, and it is. And uh, I really like this. I've uh, been a film fanatic and film supporter. I like this. I like the fact that this is happening. Um, Okay, this was this was set up with very little money in the UK. And the people who set it up, uh, they uh, they made an agreement with um, with a cinema chain called The View Cinema. Now, The View released it in the UK and they released it in uh, one cinema here in this country last November. It lasted for a week. It lasted for a week and then they pulled it. And this is the kind of film, George, that needs, uh, needs word of mouth, that needs good word of mouth, that needs people to talk about it. And it needs to be in the cinema for a few weeks for it to have any effect. And uh, so what's happened is the Omniplex people have uh, decided they saw it. And I, I think this is a kind of expression of character almost on their part. They saw it and uh, they decided to put it out themselves and hopefully we'll get more of this in the future. So they put it in, oh, as you yeah. say, in the Of 20.
0: course, uh, you mention about the Afghan war and there only been this film. Hmm. Uh, Hollywood has been doing the Afghan war since the silent days.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's uh, Lone Survivor was one recently. And, and it, what's interesting is the different approaches that are taken to the war.
0: I thought Lone Survivor was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I it, thought it, it was terrible. It was typical. Did you not?
1: No, no, it was typical. Um, it's, you know, these kind of great expressions of valor and all this kind yeah. of stuff, you know.
0: But what about King and the Khyber Rifles?
1: You're going back a bit well, now. Well, we're
0: going back to uh, yes, the, the Northwest Tyrone,
1: Territory. To power, yeah. And yeah. Um, he was very good in it. I, I actually have it at home. and He uh, was very good in yeah, that. Yeah, Michael Rennie is in it as well. Yeah, uh, Michael Rennie who was under contract to 20th Century Fox that time and uh, um, Tyrone Power was one of Fox's big stars
0: and and uh, even further back I thought it was a fantastic movie you had the great Earl Flynn towards the end of his career Paul Lucas towards the end of his career yeah. and just starting child actor you need to help me out here he, I'm not listening to you. He was in a television series in in which he used to help a fellow who went back into the past or something. Time uh, <laughs> Tunnel. Uh, uh, oh. And Quantum Leap. He was in Quantum, Quantum Leap. Leap. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was his name? Uh, um, he was the child actor. No, he was. He was. And yeah. I, Paul Lucas was dying in the film in reality. And it was Kim. And it was a fantastic. Kim, that's right.
1: moment, yeah, yeah. Right? Now, our friend was in Canada. Now yeah. this
0: is really interesting. This is really interesting. Benji says, my favourite Liam Neeson film is the one where he plays a mute with Cher and Dennis Quaid. Suspect! Yes, I was only saw it last week. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. A very um, young thi- Neeson.
1: Yeah, and actually it's quite a young Dennis Quaid and I think yeah. Dennis Quaid plays that part really well. He's a kind of... A, he's a, okay. He, he's a kind of a suggestion of a con man about him yeah. and he plays it very, very... It's fast-talking, very colourful and... Uh, and she's she's okay in it. Uh, but sure. It, yeah, she's all right in it. That's not her. It's not her ah, best she's role. She's better.
0: But what's her best role? Cher's best role? Uh, I suppose. Will I see? What do Moonstruck. You yeah, she was brilliant to me. No, Moonstruck, Moonstruck is good, thought. yeah. No, and he that character actor, Nick, was it Danny Ayello? Yeah, or Danny
1: Aiello, he's the guy who was going to marry her. Yeah, and, of course, she falls for his brother, played by Nick Cage. I
0: thought, I really enjoyed no, it's good, it. No, it's by good the one. way, Dean Stockwell, Dean everybody Stockwell, is course, telling yeah, me, yeah. was kid.
1: Yeah, there's, he had a brother as well called Guy Stockwell who was under contract to Universal Pictures for quite a long time. What
0: film did Guy Stockwell make that had previously Beaugest. been... Ah, ma- oh, sure. You're so good. You're so good. He Who previously played by Gary Cooper. Mm. Guy St- Did the- you
1: see that article in The Guardian today uh, about Garys? About who? The, Garys. The name Gary, apparently, who, which was very, very big in Gary Cooper's time. Has gone out of fashion completely in America. Is it? Yeah, absolutely, totally, completely. Apparently, there were only four two hundred and no four hundred and twenty or something new Garys last year in the whole of the United States. Anyway, go on.
0: All right, a listener wants to know about the Cohen brothers.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, What's what next? Okay. What are, What are they doing? Well, they're doing one called Hail Caesar, and this is interesting. Um, is usually the usual sort of uh, strong cast in it. Josh Brolin is in it. George Clooney, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Rafe Fines, Tilda Swinton, Jonah Hill, Christopher Lambert. Remember him, Christopher Lambert. Remember him? Oh yeah, yeah, he was Tarzan. That's him, yeah, he's in it. And okay, it's called Hail Caesar and it's set in the 1950s the, in kind of the studio... Time system in the in the fifties, and uh, as you'll know, uh, all the studios had a fixer, um, a guy that you sent out when someone got into trouble to hide it or to clean up the problems. If Herf, if Earl got a girl into trouble or something like that, or if Earl Flynn went mad drinking and kicked over,
0: yeah, or uh, Rock Hudson was found out to be gay. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, well, they send out the fixer, and in this case, he's. He's called Eddie Mannix for some reason. It sounds like a very appropriate sort of uh, name. But anyway, uh, they're making that at the moment um, and it'll be out in February of next year. Uh, that might be interesting. Yeah, so it's... it's. Um, Uh, at the start of it the the main character is played by Josh Brolin Uh, the Coen brothers really liked Josh Brolin they did No Country for Old Men with him and remember he had a supporting role in True Grit as well so this would be their third uh, film with him and he also seemed to like working with uh, George Clooney
0: now uh, lads, I started watching Good Wife as a result of yeah. the YouTube going on about it. The first few seasons were a struggle at times, but he thinks four and five were terrific. Yeah, uh, I well, we know think it's great now. Emma, I, I, could, could I just say yeah. I I don't know one episode I don't like. Well, I've, I'm just of saying, all
1: yeah. the five seasons now, I I can't I can't I can't think of
0: right off a, a weak episode. Now, yeah. I think this might be Emma. Might be confused, but she says I seem to remember George before Christmas. You saying you would have the amazing Sir Michael Caine on the show? Did I miss it? Please say I didn't miss it. Now I don't think I ever said I'd would have Michael Caine's show. I have to have to put my hand up. The picture show.
1: Yeah, I actually said that I'd have him, and I was told at the time I'd have him by a certain person in Twentieth Century Fox. But uh, they didn't deliver. But uh, but
0: you're working on.
1: Yeah, it. we're seriously working on all
0: it. All right, Emma, we're seriously working on it. And so I'll keep
1: in touch, Emma, and we'll keep you appraised uh, of our, our right. progress.
0: and Nate thought Cher was great in Silkwood, was she? In no, Silkwood?
1: Silkwood is the one I was trying to think of. Yes, yeah, I Silkwood. thought that was Meryl no, Streep. Meryl Streep was in it as well. Meryl Streep actually played the the main yeah. person in it, uh, and uh, she had a supporting role. Cher uh, had a supporting role. She around that time as well. She did a Robert Altman film based on a play called "Come Back to the Five and Dime," Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. Yeah. And I think that might have been her first movie. Uh, although she did, she did, she did a film with Sonny Bono. Remember, she oh, married yeah. him. She did a film with him eight years ago. Then she sort of came back as an actress, and uh, as you say, she did Silkwood. Um, and I like Silkwood. Silkwood was directed by Mike Nichols. Very good.
0: Now. A listener says, Richard Carney, he dares to suggest, do we know about the movie Lonely Are the Brave? Well, do, do we you want, know? Do you want to answer it first? Kirk Douglas. Yeah. The horse, he's, I, I think it's one of the great the hor- openings in a movie. But do you remember what the horse is called? No. Whiskey. <laughs> the horse is called Whiskey. Yeah, but I think it has. I, I think, I, I'd be interested when that was made. Sixty two. Wonder where I saw it then. Sixty two I was in Dublin. Um but I can remember seeing it and uh, the actually I can remember the fellow I was with, a fella called Henry Stevens I was with. Where's he We're was, now? sadly dead I oh, think I oh, he was a former high school boy and we played cricket together and anyway there, there, it opens with your man on a horse a I'm cowboy sorry. and yeah. you're looking forward to the absolute conventional cowboy movie yeah. and, and it's, it's, it's suddenly,
1: very it's very much not the expo- absolute it,
0: well thing. he suddenly comes to a four lane highway yeah. and there's trucks going backwards yeah. I thought it was a stunning start
1: yeah well the, uh, for, for the movie and what it was about which basically is about uh, a person trying to Hold on to their individuality. Yeah. it was a great start. It was, um, you know, and he was in it. Uh, Gina Rowland was in it. Uh, Walter Matto was in it. Um, it was a really. Matthau was cast.
0: the sheriff chasing he, him, he wasn't was, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gina he, Rowland was Casavite's wife. Casavite's
1: wife. Yeah. And the okay. uh, uh, the thing about Matto was that our character. The more he got, the closer he got to him the more sympathetic he got to yeah. him. And that was really well played in it. Carl O'Connor, remember Carl O'Connor? Yeah. He's in it too. Uh, Bill Bixby, remember Bill Bixby? I think it's Bill Bixby's um, uh, film debut. There's an old a character actor that went on for years and years called William Shallert. He's in it as well. Oh, and uh, But anyway, as directed by David Miller um, and it was made by Douglas's own own
0: company called Joel Productions. And who wrote it? No idea. Dalton Trumbull. Oh, who had been driven on of Hollywood then for, for, for communist yeah, affiliation. Yeah. And uh, wow.
1: um, he, he had also worked um, with, with Spartacus, uh, with, was it? Yeah, that? he had worked Sorry. with Douglas on Spartacus.
0: OK, so Douglas gave these guys work. Is that what you're well, saying? Well,
1: no, I've I've, I've I've read various things, including the fact that um, uh, the, the producer was a guy called Edward Lewis, the producer of Lonely Are the Brave. And he had a relationship. He had a, a good sort of professional relationship with Douglas. But he had advised Douglas that it was possible To get these guys, these blacklisted guys, cheap, to get them cheap, and then uh, then to use them under pseudonyms. So there's a suggestion that Douglas may have been using them in this way over the years, but eventually he announced that Spartacus was um, written by, he's supposed to have left um, a, a pass. Uh, for okay. Dalton Trombo and the Gate at Universal Pictures, and he was supposed to have announced it in that way.
0: There's a fantastic uh, uh, film about Afghanistan with Russian troops, subtitled but great, says Cormac in Dublin. What's it subtitled? He, it's subtitled from the oh, Russian, yeah, yeah, but he yeah. doesn't yeah. know what the movie's called. Yeah. Mackin Cove said, "Is the good wife not the same every week? A case that look they look uh, likely to lose, they then a secret investigation and they." When? All with a bit of adultery thrown in. Is that
1: true? Oh, well, I think that's rubbish, I have yeah, to say. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Uh, Frank and Longford wants to know uh, Lonely or the Brave, is it available on DVD?
1: Actually, uh, it's available. And I'm what about sure, a tenner? Yeah, it yeah, I mean, might even be cheaper than that. I'm sure I've seen it in HMV. There's quite a good HMV now in Grafton Street and uh, I'm sure I've seen it in there. So uh, you'd get it for seven or eight euro, I'm sure.
0: Pat Limerick says Douglas in his autobiography said it was his favourite Yeah, that's, that's
1: right. And uh, by the way, um, the one... One I have, the version of it I have, there's some very, very good extras on it. A really good documentary. So it'll be worth having a look for.
0: Now, (laughs) sweet Jesus, hook started watching Blue Bloods after you were rattling on yeah. about it yeah. it's cliched Formal lake tripe who's that right to the moustache who's, who's says Paul and so Paul on. I <laughs> agree
1: with you 500% yeah. it's yeah. rubbish yeah. nonsense yeah, yeah.
0: Paul you obviously couldn't hear my tongue and my cheek when I was rattling on about Blue Bloods to upset Malloy just, now-
1: yeah, just by the way with, uh, to Emma there who mentioned um,
0: uh, Michael Caine
1: Michael Cain, uh, there's a variety of people that we try on a regular basis to get on the programme but one of them I'll be talking to, to tomorrow is Kristen Scott Thomas so we'll have her on the picture show this week with Sigourney Weaver two absolutely splendid actresses so there you go
0: Kristen Scott Thomas
1: yeah. is she can... the
0: one who does the lottery on RTE
1: you know, you know she's not. You know, don't be playing the gum now for God's sake.
0: Well, I tell you, I'd play the gum now seriously.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, the third of the Dan Brown series is to go into yeah. production soon. It's called Inferno. Did you like those? I didn't know there was a second one. <laughs> there
1: was a I one.
0: thought that it it was appalling. Yeah, well, I, I an appalling I, I, book turned into an appalling film. It was, it film.
1: was uh, okay. The first book was The Da Vinci Code, obviously. The second book was Angels and Demons, um, and and now the third one is Inferno, which they're about to start shooting next month. That's uh, in April in um, in Europe. And various parts of Europe. And uh, Tom Hanks is back uh, with th- that young actress, Felicity Jones, from The Theory of Everything. And then there's a very, very fine actor called Ben uh, Foster. He plays the villain in it. And once again, uh, Ron Howard keeps coming back to the, to, to, to Brown's books. Uh, Ron Howard is the director. So,
0: But do you not agree? I do. They, they were I do. terrible. I they think were- they're very sort of arid. Yeah.
1: there's nothing in them they're very yeah. they're unbelievable they're incredible
0: that Russian movie about Afghanistan you might uh, have a look at it it's called Ninth Company okay ninth Derek company. Thanks, thanks for that information I tell you because that's pretty hot information uh, somebody picking up and he liked at, it did he
1: did he say he liked it? No. Well, I
0: presume the fact that he knows about yeah, it yeah. uh, st- Other people mentioning Cher in Mask, of course. Oh, yeah. Now,
1: yeah. I mean, that, I, that was a, a, a picture, Peter Bogdanovich picture. That's one
0: of, uh, one of his strongest. Uh, the Fall. What about it? Well, number one in one of the episodes or one of the series, Kalinda from The Good Wife was in it, yeah. Archie Punjabi. Yeah. I actually haven't seen The Fall. Uh, is it I good?
1: S- I saw the first series, which I quite liked. And um, it's and what, what you're, you're on about is that the, yesterday in the papers, they actually BBC announced that there would be a third series. Isn't that what you're talking yeah. about? OK, so um, that apparently is what's going to happen. And um, uh, I, I don't know. I didn't see the second series. I think it ended with uh, with horror, the, the main character catching the serial killer. Uh, but apart from that, I don't know how it how, where it went so,
0: all right. Uh, the other thing, of course, I see now Sky Box Sets will give you every episode that ever was of Game of Thrones. You must be delighted, are you? Well, I think you can I've watch seen, all 127 I, I of think, them again.
1: Yeah, I think I've actually seen um, um, every episode that ever was. By the way, could I just mention that there's a documentary on tonight called The Kid Stays in the Picture? Okay, and it's on TCM at 5 to 11. And it's about Robert Evans. It's based on his memoir. And Robert Evans, as you probably know George is the director of uh, sorry the producer of The Godfather um, of Love Story of Chinatown and he's very funny he has a great turn of phrase and he has all kinds of kind of stories as a young guy who started off as an actor in Hollywood went on to become head of production at Paramount and uh, he's great friendship with Jack Nicholson and Dustin Hoffman and various other bits so it's really good stuff 5
0: to 11 TCM Barry in Black Rock uh, where can he get the boys from Company C Anyway, yeah, right? yeah. well uh, that what was Kailan, that uh, now it's, the boys. It,
1: no, it's a war picture said in Vietnam is it? yeah uh, Bert La- uh, Lancaster is in it I um, don't remember this. no no yeah it is yeah, yeah. it was do, do you remember at that time there was a great debate about them not doing, about the Americans being afraid for ages to do movies about Vietnam. That's right. Because uh, Vietnam was on the news every night. Walter Cron- remember well, Walter Cronkite? Yeah. And day that's day 59, day two, 202. He, he, he ticked yeah. off the days every, every, every evening. But, but
0: that's why Wayne got such a relican for yeah. for the, the movie. The,
1: the, the uh, Green Berets. Yeah.
0: I but mean, it was a terrible movie. Well,
1: of course it was, and it was very. I was surprised at David Johnson being involved in it because David Johnson was this reporter, um, who this this reporter who was questioning uh, the position of people like Wayne. And the whole idea was that he was won over. He was won yeah. over to their kind of right wing side. Uh, it was. It was, but it was typical John Wayne. Aldo Ray. Aldo Ray was in it yeah Did
0: you like Aldo Ray
1: Um yeah Aldo Ray was is he's an interesting actor um there's a a book called King Cone C O H N, and it's about Harry Cohn, who's the uh, the head of Columbia Pictures, and he brought Columbia Pictures from what they call the Poverty Row studio up to the fifties, where it became quite respectable. Uh, but one of the people that he found, and I think he, fa- he 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 actually discovered him in a town called Crockett in California, and uh, he was one of the people he uh, King C- or Harry Cohn loved Aldo Ray, and he tried him. He put put him into various kind of movies, and he tried him in other movies, and uh, there was there was a constant, there tended to be a constant row between him and various directors about using Aldo Ray,
0: um, but he he was a good actor. All right, uh, the the. Uh The ninth company, follows a Russian platoon from their recruit training right the way through to Soviet troops pulling out of Afghanistan. Well Mm -hmm. worth the watch is Conor and Kilkenny and uh, Kilkenny won Division 1B of Leinster Junior Rugby if you're interested. You can't, uh, and Kimmage can't take us seriously since we praised just about. Totally overrated, you're wrong. Um, For those not allergic to subtitles, Jan Turnure says, Kristen Scott Thomas Delivers a stunning performance in French movie, yeah. I've Loved You So Long. Yeah, we well, looking forward no, to your she's, interview.
1: She's really, really good. Um, all right. Yeah.
0: Peter Malloy and Patrick Donahue. Kristen Scott Thomas is on the picture show on Saturday. With Sigourney with, Weaver. With Sigourney. All six foot tall uh, inches of Sigourney Weaver. Hope she fits in the studio.